Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan here with Max. Max is How's it going? Max is back. I'm back. It's going well, though. Yeah, how are you? Doing great. Excited to be back again. It's uh, it's always good. It's always good to talk. So. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And Max has been working long and hard uh, at a certain thing. Um, those those of you that have listened to the Call to Serve podcast for a little while, and if you look at our descriptions, um, we've we have mission journals that yeah that we sell that are tailored specifically to each mission. Uh, they're pretty pretty select, pretty sweet, pretty clean. Uh, but Max has some announcements to share in that regard. Yeah. So I've been hard at work getting them up. Uh, I do the design work for them. So if you don't like the design, let me know and I can change it. And But I have been working hard over the, the winter and all of the U.S. mission journals are up. So if you are a stateside missionary or you have a you know a stateside missionary, you can get a journal that's just made for their mission uh, right now, right on Amazon in our description, as well as we're we're making there's plenty of other missions Canada Germany, worldwide right Australia etc that are done um, right now Guatemala all the Guatemala missions are complete. And, and live that you can purchase and, and Honduras is coming soon and I'm working on Argentina here so just kind of keep posted if you know you have a mission that you want to be done sooner let us send us a DM on Instagram let us know or a reply in the uh, in the on Spotify you can reply to the podcast and let us know we can get that up um, within a week or so that so you can enjoy that and, and have that opportunity to both support the podcast but also to record some wonderful experiences that you're having yeah yeah and it's pretty nice because if you think about it you write in your journal on the mission and you're likely going to have that thing for the rest of your life yeah and it's also quite possible that your children your grandchildren maybe even your great-grandchildren will also have your mission journal and they'll read from it and they'll draw strength from it so just something to consider that a journal doesn't just get put on the shelf and get forgotten most of the time yeah. especially you know if if you're you're like I said if your kids or your grandkids want to learn from you you know I mean what better place than your journal from your mission when you were on such a spiritual peak you know what I mean yeah Actually, on that note, when I was on my mission, uh, partway through, I think about a year, year and a half in, my family sent me some some mission journal scans from my grandpa, uh, who served in Germany, and I was able to read about his experience as a missionary, and there wasn't a, a lot that they were able to scan and send, but it was really cool to, to feel connected in that way to my grandpa who had served years and years before I had in a different country, but to see the similarities in our experiences and, and to be able to think about what I can do for my kids and grandkids with my mission journal and, and to have that as a resource for them 
just I think of it almost like this is how I thought of a journal for me on my mission was it was kind of like uh, my own plates right that I was keeping for future generations right it, it helped me it helped me learn and reflect but also was an opportunity to, to help future generations and, and kind of connect to missionary work um, just like has been done with the scriptures so yeah no I love that and that's powerful and that, that kind of goes back to the whole thing where you know you have the large plates it's more of like your daily activity. Yeah. <laughs> small plates it's more of those spiritual treasures those hidden treasures right so yeah that's that's really cool um but yeah those listening if if you want to grab a journal or if you just want to check them out take a look at the link in the description below um, or check out our link in the bio on instagram mm-hmm. and uh, just go to mission journals so check them out if nothing else just take a peek have a look and uh, let us know what you think. But yeah. kind of on that note with what Max was saying, where we have the position of either a parent or a grandparent and learning from them, wanted to touch on the tree of life, Lehi's vision of the tree of life and different aspects of that. I know Max had some thoughts, so I'll let you start us off. Yeah. Well, I I love... First Nephi 8 and, and First Nephi 11, as it talks about the, the tree of life, um, Nephi's experience with it, as well as Lehi's. And I, I think it's so important that it was included so early in the Book of Mormon, right? So that anybody who's needing that guidance about what they should be doing in life, how they can continue to live the gospel, how they can start living the gospel, how they can experience the joy of the gospel, etc., right? Those questions can be answered so quickly, so easily, and clearly right at the beginning of the Book of Mormon. And to, to touch on that, as well as to bring some missionary work-focused emphasis on it, um, I love in First Nephi 8, right, Lehi has this vision. And he, he wanders around, and then he sees the tree. And when he gets to the tree, he partakes of the fruit, right, representing the love of God, right, Jesus Christ, etc., those, those wonderful symbols. And his first thing he wants to do is he wants to share it, right? Um, and, and he wants to share it specifically with his family, right, the people that he, that he cares about, right? Um, he says, you know, this. Uh, after in verse 12 of, of chapter 8 he's like and as I partook of the fruit thereof it filled my soul with exceedingly great joy wherefore I began to be desirous that my family should partake of it also for I knew that it was desirable above all other fruit and then he looks for them right and in our own lives I think at least I hope that those of you have lis- listening have felt the love of God at some point right that joy of the gospel or the peace that it provides, and and have wanted to share that, right? I think about, you know, from maybe a more temporal perspective, right? Something, if you have something good in your life, you want to share it. If you try a new food and it's awesome, you're like, man, I know somebody that would love this, right? And you want to share it, or you save it, or you keep it in mind, right? Um, same with the gospel. And so I wanted to, we can just chat, I guess, Nathan and I here, and you, you can listen a bit about what can we do to, to share that joy? What does that look like, that sharing to you, I guess, Nathan? Yeah, no, that's a good, just a good question, good thing to think about. I think it looks different at 
for you know for different people at different phases of life um for you know maybe a young adult or someone that obviously if if you're preparing for a mission you're getting ready to go out and and actively full-time you know share that fruit but if you just got back it looks a little different because as a return missionary you're pretty much going right into things that many would consider to be selfish because you're going to school to get to to learn so that you can get a job so that you can get money but there's different things you can do in the process and i think one of those is just keeping in touch with the people that Mm. you served um and uh, yeah it can be difficult to remember to do that to remember to call them or to message them but that's one thing another thing is just just the classic things i mean you know you uh, i think about lehi and he he never left the tree once he got there Mm. and I, i think that's one thing at least for me that really sticks out in in sharing it is after you get to the tree or another or in, in, in say yeah. another way after you serve a mission you get back stay by the tree don't leave the tree mm. go try to bring other people in and it's the same thing as a missionary if you're a missionary you have to stay by the tree you have to continue to study the scriptures you have to continue to feel the lord's love you have to continue to feel his spirit continue to pray continue to fast continue to do all these things because if you don't you don't have the spirit with you yeah i love that nathan of of staying by the tree right you don't have to leave the tree to bring people to the tree which i i i've actually been kind of pondering about i got to teach sunday school last week and we and we talked about this and we didn't get to have a discussion on it and i i'm glad we kind of get to now right of of what does that look like, right? The staying by the tree, but still bringing people to the tree, right? How, you know, we, it brings to my mind kind of almost a, you have this, this gospel and these covenants, commandments that you've been, you know, instructed to live and that you've chosen to live. And, you know, not everybody agrees with those. Not everybody that you talk to is going to be supportive of that. But you can still make a difference and help them experience that joy without having to participate in those things, right? So I think about um, over the summer, I had a wonderful opportunity to intern for a company I was excited about. And uh, there were several social events with uh, some interns and um, there was alcohol involved, right? Now, I, I don't drink. It's part of the word of wisdom, right? But... It gave me an opportunity to um, to continue to live my values, but still be able to be an example, right? Without having to like participate or, or make a, a big deal about it, right? That I could stay by the tree while being able to uh, to help them. And I was able to have a discussion with uh, several of the people, you know, that asked me why I don't drink, and as well as some people who were members of the church and and talk about, you know our values and and some people that had moved out to uh, where I was at for that internship about church times and things like that, that um, helped me kind of realize that I can, I can live the gospel and help people come to the tree while staying by the tree, right? I don't have to feel like I have to, to fit in or, or, you know, make something up to, to necessarily be, um, 
more with them, right? We don't have to go to the great and spacious building to bring people to the tree, right? We can beckon, we can be an example. But what are some of your thoughts, Nathan? And like, what does that look like? What does being by the tree, but bringing people to the tree kind of look like to you or mean to you? Well, to me, just as you were sharing what you were sharing, I I think for me, what's really important just in my life with bringing people to the tree without leaving the tree is to not have a great and spacious mentality while mm. I'm by the tree, if that makes sense. So like I, I can't be pointing the finger of scorn or judging people for not being at the tree mm. while I'm at the tree, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, for me, sometimes I, I, I struggle with that just in the sense of like, oh, it's not that hard. Just read your scriptures, just pray, just do these things. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, is that everyone's life is different. Everyone yeah. finds different things to be difficult. What I find to be difficult, other people probably find to be easy. And what I find to be easy, yeah. other people find, can find to be difficult. So I think just for me, what that looks like is just, just trying your best to, to be like Christ. Yeah. Because if you're, if you are legitimately regularly thinking about Man, what would Christ be doing in this moment? Okay, what would he, what thoughts? Yeah. Would he have? You you may not have exactly what, you know, the thoughts that he would be thinking, or you may not do the things that he would be doing, but you'd be a whole heck of a lot closer to to thinking those thoughts or doing those things if you did just think about that. If we did just try yeah. to be more like Christ, Nathan, I. I This is so good. I love that, right? Because Christ is our perfect example of that. He, you know, he had this perfect mentality of he's by the tree and he's not leaving the tree to to help those people, right? Um, But that we shouldn't have that great and spacious mentality, right? Ah, I love that thought of like, we can't be like judging the people who aren't coming to the tree, like the people at the great and spacious building are judging people who aren't going there, right? Yeah. Um, we can't be like, oh, just read your scriptures more or, oh, you know, like it's so easy. Look at, you know, my life, right? Um, that's not who the, the people by the tree are, right? That's not who Christ is. And, and the more that we are trying to be like Christ, the more we can can be that kinder, more understanding of people's circumstances, right? That they don't feel judged or... They don't feel like we're going to be like when they get to the tree and experience the joy that we're going to be like, I told you so, right? Like, this is so good. You know, that's not what we want to, for those people. We want them to, to come and be like, this is awesome, right? I'm so glad you're here, right? That kind of Christ-like mentality. Yeah, yeah and it's just about just being a friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what it comes down to, at least for me. That's kind of how I can anchor the, those things i guess convey uh, that's how i convey that idea to myself of okay don't just go through the motions don't just you know it's not about just getting them to be baptized or getting them to go to the temple it's mm-hmm. just be your friend just be genuine just be you and share it yeah i i love that right it doesn't take us to be somebody different right just to to be ourselves 
That's that's awesome. You know, this, I was actually writing down that don't don't have that great and spacious mentality um, there. Um, but yeah, we can just be ourselves, right? Lehi didn't change who he was when he was at the the tree, right? He he just beckoned to them, and some people came and some people didn't. And I think that to me um, brings up another point that we can, you know, maybe talk about is that. Not everybody in our lives is going to live the gospel, right? Family, friends, people that we really care about. I mean, look at Laman and Lemuel, right? They they didn't come to the tree. And still, after Lehi has this vision, right, he wasn't like, that's it for them. You know, not going to try and talk to the gospel to them. I'm not going to. He didn't say, well, that's it. That's over, right? God just gave me a vision. It, they're done for, you know? He continued to talk with them and invite them and encourage them and so did Nephi right who's had the same vision right and it 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 teaches me that um even if it may seem like hey they're they're done right like they really don't want anything to do with it we can still be that positive kind person in their lives we can still beckon and and maybe not the same way you know I'm not at least I don't feel like you know, saying, hey, it's our place to call them to repentance and say, repent, repent, right? Um, but we can be kind, we can be an example, and we can be there for them when when they have questions and, and want to talk, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and as you were sharing that, specifically about Lehi and how he saw Laman and Lemuel and they didn't partake of the fruit, I was also thinking, well, Nephi saw his whole posterity just get clobbered by <laughs> wiped out by my yeah. brother and i mean that would be pretty pretty tough but yet he still gave his all gave his life you know you could say to help his children and his children's children and just to help even even his brethren to learn more of christ and to be more righteous even though he had already seen the vision. He already knew what was coming. Yeah. And, but he, he still did what was right, even though it was probably pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, right? He, he kept with the faith, even though he knew that in the end, his posterity was going to be gone, right? And and that's another thing that maybe I'll just have to kind of ponder and think think on, right? Is that Nephi saw that, even through his efforts to be righteous, right? It's an it's an individual effort for salvation, right? But it's a as Russell Nelson has said, but a family matter. Exaltation is a family matter, right? Mm-hmm. But that Nephi knew he needed to do what was right, um, and hope that long term down the road that his example would be able to help people. And and that's another thing, right? We see countless times in in the Book of Mormon how people are reminded of Nephi and Lehi and and their faith. And it helps them maintain the faith, right? And that, that may not even be related <laughs> to Nephi or Lehi, right? Um, that they can experience that. Um, kind of with that, I wanted to kind of talk about and, and, and discuss how we can stay by the tree, right? What does that look like? You know, we've talked about how we can help people come to the tree, 
But one of the things that I've thought about in Staying by the Tree is, right, we can experience the love of God lots of ways, but one of the biggest ways for me that I've experienced the love of God is through covenants, right? Making and keeping covenants with God um, has helped me experience the love of God in my life. But I'd love to hear, Nathan, your thoughts. What what do you feel like are some ways that we can stay by the tree, continually experience that love of God, right? Continue to feast upon that fruit. I think for me, it's just being present with doing the things that I do in terms of reading scriptures or praying, especially praying. Because mm. when I just go through the motions... And, and I often find myself doing that. It's, it's a matter of bringing my mind back to what I'm doing and where I am and just trying to make it more meaningful, just in the sense of mm. being present, being here in my conversation with Heavenly Father or being here as I'm either listening to or reading uh, whether it's a conference talk or the Book of Mormon, the Bible, Doctrine and Covenants, whatever it is, yeah. When I'm reading the scriptures, actually thinking about what I'm hearing or what I'm reading, instead of just reading the words on the page or yeah, hearing the voice read them to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's I think for me, that's the hardest part because mm. I'm going 90 miles an hour throughout most of the day. And, yeah, and it's hard to slow down and actually let myself think or let myself study yeah without distractions so for, for me that's really important for helping myself stay by the tree and not looking over at the great and spacious and yeah. not getting distracted yeah yeah thank you for that that's i i realize that's also something that i struggle with right is that life moves pretty fast and uh you have to take time to to slow down and and to think about the gospel to think about what you're reading what you're studying right and um i think that's easy sometimes to do on sunday for me it's easy right when you're at church you know sacrament meeting things are just kind of quiet right you can do a lot of things to, you know, mute notifications on your phone and be focused and in the moment. And then, like, life gets busy again, at least for me, right? You leave and, wow, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you got to do next week or or things going on. Um, and, you know, I look back and the times that I think I've been able to, to slow down and focus and think about what I'm learning and experiencing and living in the gospel the most... I think are the times, um, frankly, that I either make a like block out time for it, or when I write down. If I have like a goal that every you know study session or every time I go to the temple, that I leave with something, even if it's like, hey, you should reach out to so and so, right? If I make that uh, kind of a goal, it forces me to slow down because I can't just go through the motions because then I'll leave and it's like, oh, I didn't have a thought, right? I didn't, or I didn't you know, take the time to think about it. I just kind of did it, you know? But, yeah. yeah. 
No, I like that. And that that helps a lot too. I mean, especially yeah, if you're studying the scriptures, you know, pull out a journal. Like we were talking about earlier. I mean, <laughs> if you're on the mission, pull out your journal. Helps you stay awake. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yep. And it's something you can look back on. I I keep I still have um I have my small plates, right? And it's it was a note I had several small plates from my mission. Um and this is uh all of this is new, this this small plates. This is a post mission small plates. But I had one that's still on my shelf from my mission and um you know, I, I look back every once in a while and I, I see like the spiritual thoughts that I had and I look back at my current one uh, on Revelation and and just having that, I think, also helps me to slow down, right? To take time to reflect. Um, I like how in the scriptures often we're encouraged to remember and, um, and, and as I take time to remember, what great things the Lord has done in my life, it's helped me uh, to better live the gospel going forward, right? So. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this kind of wraps up what we wanted to talk about today, about staying by the tree, how we can share the gospel, how we can stay by the tree and share the gospel, right? Things that we can do. Um, but I hope that this has been beneficial and we'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. We have, if you're listening on Spotify, you can reply. There's a, an option on the episode details for you to, to submit, you know, your thoughts as well as you can you know, send us a DM on an Instagram. Let us know your thoughts on how you can stay by the tree and continue to live that gospel. So, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And, uh, if you don't already follow us, go go and follow Called to Serve Media on Instagram and stay tuned. Message us. We love to to chat with, with our listeners and, and just mm-hmm. help in any way that we can. Yeah. Awesome. We will see you later. <laughs>